In any medical practice, the urgent matters that confront us daily that require our immediate attention are usually medically related. These matters will always take priority over other important ones such as scheduling, billing, coding, accounts receivable management, and other administrative duties. It's no wonder that the last thing on your mind and your staff's minds is collecting delinquent debt. So how much of your profit never does get recovered? Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today, Dr. Jeffrey Hausfeld, Associate Clinical Professor of Surgery at George Washington University School of Health Sciences. He is widely published in the medical literature, has served as a healthcare consultant, spokesperson, executive coach for Big Pharma, as well as the U.S. military. Currently, Dr. Hausfeld manages a national debt collection firm, as well as raising capital for real estate ventures, both regionally and nationally. Dr. Hausfeld, welcome to the Business of Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Caskell. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, there's an old mantra I'm sure you're familiar with, that when it comes to matters of money, gentlemen and physicians don't get involved. It doesn't really fly anymore, does it? No, unfortunately, it doesn't. So... How did you transition from the clinical world to a debt collector? Well, it was an opportunity that presented itself in a larger real estate services firm. They had a small division that was doing collections for the past 20 years on multifamily housing. You know, renters that would skip out on their rent and they would have to find these people and get the landlord paid. And it really wasn't progressing very well or really doing a whole lot in terms of increasing its revenue. So they said to me, listen, Jeff, you've been a doctor for 25 years and you've gotten your MBA and you got a degree in organizational development. How would you like to take this company and build it? I said, okay, let's take a look. And I was intrigued because when you think of things that physicians need, you know, there are a lot of good billing companies that people like and use. There are a lot of good consulting companies in healthcare. But you don't hear many people saying there's a really good collection company. There's one that I trust. There's one that I can partner with. There's one that I can feel confident in sending my delinquent accounts to. So I said, this is an opportunity. Well, what is the name of your fabulous firm? FMS, like Frank Mary Sam, Financial Solutions. And I suppose you feel comfortable sending your debt to them. You know, I did. I did. And that's how it first started. When I, when I retired from my practice, I had about three dozen patients that hadn't paid. Despite my great efforts at the internal collections, we were unsuccessful. So I gave these three dozen clients to this debt collection company, to FMS, and within a month, they had every account closed. And do they just send out Rocky Balboas with giant baseball bats? We've gone beyond that. How do they do it now? How are they successful? Well, it's really a lot of technology. But you still have people that have to answer their phones or open their letters. That's correct. So first you need to find the people. And there's a lot of technology that really is the backbone of what we call skip tracing, finding people that many times don't want to be found. Uh, So we utilize a lot of different databases in order to find out where people work, uh, what their credit scores are, where they use their credit cards, who else is inquiring about their using credit. And that's how we track people down. And once we track them down, then we have collectors who are very skillful, and we have specific collectors in the medical division versus the other divisions because they have different skills. And this is one thing that kind of sets apart different collection companies in that Most collection companies, and I don't want to tout mine, I'm trying to give general information here so people can understand that there are differences, and I want you to look 
for a collection company that suits you and fulfills your needs. Well, I use one. They don't call themselves a collection agency. They call themselves a profit recovery, which sounds nicer. And they tell me that I should be sending my AR to them after 60 days. How do you feel about that? Well, there's a graph that we show in the accounts receivable world. The return with time? Right, showing that liquidation rates decrease almost exponentially if they go too long from the time of service. So I think 60 days is a little short because I know that what physicians do, and I've done it myself, you send out your bill. Hopefully, your business is working correctly, and you're sending out your bills on time. You're getting back your EOBs in a timely fashion. Someone is looking at them, and then you're sending out your patient statements within 48 hours. Then what I like to see is every three weeks, you're sending a letter to the patient, a statement to the patient. Not four weeks, but every three weeks. That speeds up the cycle a little bit. And the first letter is that EOB came in. Here's what you owe. Please pay. Second letter is, you didn't pay attention to my first letter. This is your responsibility. Please pay it, and please pay it promptly. Third letter is, you have received two letters from us and a notification from your insurance company. It's now almost four months from the time of your service. If you don't pay us, we will be forced, reluctantly, to send this to an outside collection agency. If at the end of that period of time, you give them another couple of weeks to answer. So now we're talking about basically four months Mm -hmm. from the time of service. If they haven't answered you in four months from the time of service, chances are they're not going to answer you. And that's when we like to see the debt. There is a sweet spot that gives you enough time to collect it internally. And we want you to collect it internally because if you don't need to spend money outsourcing this, then don't. We want to maximize the recovery within the practice. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. My guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Hausfeld, clinical professor of surgery at George Washington University School of Health Sciences, also currently manages a national debt collection firm, and we're talking about how to get the money that we are owed. Jeff, I'd like to tell you what I do in my business. We have the patient sign a policy on day one. And they give us a copy of their credit card that if their insurance does not pay their bill after 70 days, we are allowed to charge them on their credit card. And our AR has gone close to zero. It's amazing how well it works. Thus, we don't have to use a collection agency unless that person gives us a bad credit card. And I'm shocked that we're one of the only industries that doesn't require a credit card. You go to a hotel, you can't check in without a credit card. So what do you think of that policy? I think that if you have a clientele that's willing to do that, that is obviously a terrific way to go. Unfortunately, in most of our medical practices, patients probably wouldn't feel comfortable in giving the physician their credit card. But yet they'll give it to anyone on the phone. You can't secure any type of service in this world without a credit card. And that's a paradigm shift that has to happen. All right, let's talk about copays. If you do not get that 20 or $30, again, what is that exponential decay? How much can you expect to get it, if ever? You basically should just write it off. I mean, because the amount of money you're going to spend in chasing it is not going to be worth it. It costs anywhere from 10 to $12 each time you send out a bill. When you figure in the pulling of the chart, the looking at the computer, the sending out of a postcard, the taking in of a call, it adds up. And it just doesn't pay. Do you ever recommend certain types of incentives to the front staff to really get that copay. Point of collections is an important part of a good systems analysis. You know, from talking to you, Larry, I know that that's what you do in your practice. I wish 
all physicians would be able to have that systems approach to thinking of their practice and looking at the different segments and how they can maximize the efficiency and productivity in each one of them. Benchmarking and rewarding your front desk for point-of-service collections is important. It doesn't always have to be money. It could be a half a day off. It could be a, a day of vacation. It could be something that just recognizes them for superior performance. Guest cards are quite popular now. But many physicians out there do have an internal philosophical struggle that we talked about in the intro, that they really don't want to get their hands dirty with the money because it really taints the relationship. Right. And that's where collection companies will differ. They can do it for you. And can they do it without tainting? Oh, well, here's the rub. We can wear the black hat, but depending on which collection company you choose, you may be disappointed in the result. I just spoke to a dental practice in Texas this morning that said to me, you know, she's been using this other profit recovery company, and she got complaints from seven different patients saying that the collectors were abusive, the collectors kept calling them at work, the collectors were threatening. And, you know, she called back this company and said, you know, what's going on? And the company obviously said, we don't do anything wrong. You need us to collect the debt. This is how we collect the debt. But it requires supervision. And medical debt collection requires someone who can pull on the debtor's moral purse strings, as opposed to banging them over the head and saying, you need to pay this, you need to pay this. Right. In some of your writings, you talk about having our staff, our internal staff, get some sort of professional training and or certification. And you say that we could potentially get sued. Can you talk about that? Just as we have trained our staff in HIPAA regulations, there is a similar set of regulations called the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. It's a lengthy dictum of regulations as to what you can say, what you can't say, when you can call, who you can call, and what you can reveal. And yeah, you could send your staff to do that, but then your staff is really acting as collectors. And do you want to utilize your internal staff as collectors? Does it really pay for you to act as collectors? Well, let's do the math. If you farm it out, if you outsource it, what are the types of financial arrangements that are available out there? There are some debt recovery firms that charge a fee per placed account. So they will charge you 10 to $25 for every account you place with them. No matter what the monetary value of that is. Correct. And whatever they get in, you keep. Now, they don't take a cut of that. They don't have to get a cut of it because if you're paying them $10,000 just to handle the account, they know they will liquidate something less than $10,000, but you'll get to keep all of that. The problem is that there's no incentive for the collection company to really get out there and work the accounts. So they will cherry pick. They'll work the easiest ones, and the other ones just get reported on the credit bureau and lay there. Then FMS does something different. Well, we try to work every account, and one of the things that really bothers me when I was practicing, is that I would do a surgery on a patient. Let's say I would do a sinus surgery, and it would be a $2,000 bill. And I would have my internal staff send the statements and make the calls, and we wouldn't get paid. So I would send it out to the collection company, and they would write one letter. And, of course, being in a credit-conscious suburb of Washington, D.C., these people said, oh, you're going to affect my credit. I'm going to pay now. So that with that one letter, they would pay, and I'd have to pay 35% to the collection company. And I said, you know, something's not right with that. If it's just a letter that has to be sent, there really shouldn't be that high a charge. So I developed this early recovery program, where if the debt is submitted to us, within the normal time frame of, let's say, four months from the time of service, we will send 
a series of letters out to the patient. The first one saying, you know, you've gotten three letters from your doctor, you haven't answered. It's really time to address this. This is your responsibility. It's no longer the insurance's. Please call us. Well, if you don't get called, then two weeks later we'll say, you know, this is the fifth letter that you have received regarding this bill. You need to pay it. If you don't, we're going to have to report you to the credit bureau. In a wealthy suburb or in a moderately well-to-do suburb, we get 60 to 70% of the debt paid within that first month just by the letters. And what we charge is $30 contingency of us receiving the money. So if it's a $1,000 or $2,000 bill, it costs you $30. So what I did is I incentivized the physician to send it out of his office. So you're not working the accounts for that $30. We'll work the accounts for that $30. Dr. Jeffrey Hausfeld of FMS Financial, thanks for coming on the show. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM 157. To comment or listen to our full library of on-demand podcasts, please visit our website at reachmd.com. You can also reach us by phone now with comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. And thanks for listening. 